everyone. This is Teresa from uh, Santosha Yoga's Mindful Moments. And today we're going to sit down and meet and talk with Jennifer Martin, one of our teachers, to just get, a, get to know her just a little bit more. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning, Teresa. How are you doing? Good. Good. Jennifer just taught a 10 a.m. basic class, which was wonderful. So I'm all kind of loosey-goosey and relaxed now. <laughs> awesome. Good. So again, we're just gonna we're just gonna talk. We're gonna just ask questions, and we're gonna just see where the the interview goes. Uh, so, how did you come to yoga? What first brought you to yoga? What was your first yoga class? Um, my first yoga class in person, I think, was in Chicago. When I was at the University of Chicago, they had a, a class at the Rec Center, kind of the community center, student center, whatever. Um, and um, so that was my first in-person class. I did videos, you know, as, as most of us did with Rodney Yee mm -hmm. and, yep. the, and that woman who was on PBS. I oh, can't remember. Lilla? Lilla? <laughs> yes. Lilla. Yes, yoga yeah. with Lilla. Lilla yeah. And... Um, when I first started seriously practicing yoga, it was after years of running and um, injury after injury, and I thought, I need something different. I need to stretch. I need to stretch. <laughs> you need to be kinder to your body. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and so that was how I started in-person classes. And um, truth be told, my first, um, my first major yoga teacher was... Um, another teacher at this at this studio well i have a couple of them actually my first major yoga teacher was actually christy cairo okay and then i started coming here and it was you okay. Teresa. and um i think i took classes frequently or maybe a little bit more on and off with courtney yeah and, i remember um, you i remember yeah yep. yeah when you first and, started yeah and then and then i kind of drifted away and went to the west side to lake orion at, at hamsa yoga and um that's with alan harris that's with alan harris yep. and um that was where i took teacher training eventually um and i went into it kicking and screaming <laughs> and full of doubts and, Didn't we and i'm never teaching and yep. there's no way and um and here i am if so. i had a nickel for every teacher that took a training and said but i have no intention of teaching right that's it we'd be that's rich it. yeah but <laughs> I, you know actually that kind of segues segues me into my next question so obviously we take this teacher training and it changes us in ways we didn't expect or right. we, we didn't see coming so how did that change you how did it affect you um <clears throat> wow um i think the reason well, I knew there was something more to yoga than just the physical practice um, very shortly after, you know, I started practicing. Um, I couldn't really put my finger on it too well, and then I did meet Alan Harris. And when I started studying with him, it became more of a, um, I hesitate to say spiritual, um, because it's certainly not a religion or, you know, but there was just, there was something more. It was more of a, the mind-body connection. Inter, inter and the heart, yeah. Inner practice. Inner, inner practice. Sure. And so... Um, and so that intrigued me, um, and that changed me. I still didn't want to do teacher training. I did a bunch of other different trainings and workshops with Alan, and I thought I was good. And then um, I was good. I was good. <laughs> you were you were content with that. Yes, okay. I was content with that. What happened was Alan invited a few of us to training, and it was kind of like, oh. 
What an honor. How can I say no to that? Yeah, what an honor. Yeah. And um, and so I went I went ahead and, and did that. And um, I just kind of fell into, into teaching after that. I subbed a few times for Alan, and it just kind of it fell into place. Now, if he had not asked me to sub, um, and it had not fallen into place like that, I'm not sure that I'd be where I am right now. I'm not sure that I would have pursued actually teaching. But it just happened, and... It, just it felt right when it happened. I mean, there was a lot of fear, and but there was a pivotal moment where I said, I thought to myself, if I don't say yes to this, I will never say yes to this. You know, it was kind of a do or die situation type thing, and so. What's um, interesting is, you know, I've known you for a while now. What's interesting to hear that you hesitated for the teacher training, and now you've taken some amazing additional <laughs> trainings. Yes. Out in uh, the West Coast, Ohio, California. Yes. So tell me, yes. so my, tell me about that. Yeah. My, my, my teaching and my training shifted um, quite dramatically um, from kind of Dharma yoga and Jiva Mukti based mm-hmm. yoga, which I learned with Alan, mm-hmm. to um, meeting a, um, a friend. He's a friend now. Um, a friend and a teacher, Mark Whit, by the name of Mark Whitwell, I met him out in, um, I met him in Michigan and came in and did a workshop in Michigan and there was just kind of an instant, like, oh, I need to study further with him. My intent was not to um, to take another full teacher training with him, but that's what it kind of turned out to, um, into. He goes out to California once a year and I went out there for two separate weeks to do a retreat with him and it just it turned into another 200 hour teacher training so um but in a different completely different i don't want to say lineage but a completely different vein his mm-hmm. his teachers um were um some kind of famous yogis um sri krishnamacharya who was also the teacher of patabi joyce and ayengar um, for a short while, for like maybe two years, and then they went off and did their own thing. Not that you're name dropping, right? Not that I'm name dropping. But just to see like where where this comes from, it's sure. kind of been exposed to a lot of stuff. And then Mark studied primarily with Krishnamacharya Sandeskachar, who then he helped edit a book, and who's his, that's the primary teaching that Mark gives. And um, it just it it um, changed everything for me. It became less of a physical practice mm-hmm. and more of, um, well, still physical practice, but more focused on breath, um, kind of the integration of the breath, the body, and the mind. Um, whereas before, I realized I was just, um, I was kind of doing gymnastics, it's kind of forcing myself into, um, you know, more and more advanced poses because I thought those were better and that was um, going to just, I don't know, I didn't know where it was going to lead me, but I thought it was just better. Um, studying with Mark taught me that there's really no need for gymnastics. I mean, if you want to work on advanced poses like um, headstand, handstand, any kind of, you know, arm balances and because you're enjoying it, awesome, but it's not going to lead you to enlightenment. In fact, <laughs> there's very little that will probably lead us to enlightenment. You know, we're kind of already there and we just have to recognize that. It's already inside it's of already us. It's already there. It's just, already there. And working yeah. on that inner practice, that heart practice, will get us there. Absolutely. Um, as my teaching has evolved over the years, I have, you know, can we, as, as we learn, we know better, we do better, we teach right. better. And, you know, I've slowed my classes down and yep. we're, and they're more controlled. And I mean, do I, yes. I teach vinyasa, so do I still teach some strong classes? Yes, I sure. do. But it's not crazy strong. Right. But we find that, you know, reaching enlightenment is not the yogi or the person that can put their, their leg behind their head. Yeah. That is not what yoga yeah. is all about. It's not whether or not you yeah. can 
touch your toes or yeah touch your mm -hmm. toes with your fingers yeah and that's a radical that's a radical thought that's a radical way to teach um i'm oh, i i just i don't i don't want to say you know oh well when you go to class and it's and it's these stronger poses and it's this gymnastic type you know and you're really pushing yourself more and more physically that that's not you know for some people it obviously is but to be able to slow down and to link the mind um with the with the breath and allow your body to move with the breath it's almost a not a lot of people are doing it not a lot of people are doing it and so it's but it's getting back to like what to me is what i think yoga originally was correct um but it's a rat in in our western culture of yoga right now that's a radical thing for us as teachers to do I agree a thousand percent because when I don't know maybe six six eight months ago is when I started to just hey you know let's I think yeah, I read let's somewhere ease let's ease back <laughs> and I read somewhere that or I saw a workshop I, I read and see so much I forget yeah. who's who but it was like you know um, slow is the new advance yeah and the students have said yeah. to me oh you know wow you know that class was hard er but I felt more in control of my body. Absolutely. Or I could feel my breath. Yeah. And to me, and I I think there's less the students will have less injuries. Yes. Because they're on they're literally honoring their body and you're not yeah. you're not going through a class like this. Mm -hmm. So you know, slow is the new advanced. Yeah. Mindfulness. Jay Brown, who, who maybe that's Jay what, Brown, what? who is a student of Mark Whitwell's, so you are that's, a student of Mark Whitwell as well. That's exactly <laughs> who it was. It was a Jay Brown podcast. Jay Brown. That's, um, okay. Well, that's the that's the thing with the breath is it leads if you're very mindful of the breath. Mm -hmm. uh, breath is guru, as my teacher says. The breath will teach you how far you can go. When you've lost the breath, when you're not breathing anymore, then you need to back off and you need to find that breath again. And that is an amazing way to prevent injuries so you and I know that you and I understand that <laughs> so why do you think sometimes the students um, struggle not intentionally but why do the students struggle with that um students struggle with the breath because of, well there's a few different things um, our culture our Western culture of always striving striving to do more faster is better more is better um, we have a tendency to like you know want to get our bodies into the poses and not worry about the breath like if i can if i can force myself into this mm -hmm. and achieve this achieving right um then what do i need the breath for um so there's that i want to say it's an anxiety but there that desire to keep moving forward and you e know ego 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 sure ego. ego um breath makes you vulnerable and that is hard for a lot of people too um, it was very hard for me when I started to study with Mark because I had never paid so much attention to my breath before and certainly not an Ujjayi breath, um, which is very strong and really gets um, things moving through the body through, um, kind of breaks things up sometimes mm -hmm. too, breaks through some resistance. And um, so some people maybe realize that once they start to engage in Ujjayi breath and it scares them, it's, mm -hmm. it, it frightens them a little bit, so then they back off and they kind of want nothing to do with it. Um, Breath is being vulnerable and being open and being open to receiving as well as to releasing and letting go. And um, that's a hard thing in our culture, I think, sure. for a lot of people. It's, it's um, it can, um, it brings, what it does is it, if you can do it, if you can engage in this practice of the breath, it brings you into a better understanding of yourself 
the relationship with yourself, which is what all of us need. So then we can go forward and be in a relationship with others. Um, however, that's what, not yoga, that's what yoga is. Yes. That's however, what yoga not is. everybody's ready to Correct. be in relationship with we themselves. We have to respect that. Yes. We, we, is, yes. we have to respect that. And there's no that. judgment. There's nope. no judgment. Um, nope. But it's all. just, it's very difficult for some people. And, you know, our hope, I guess, is just that eventually they'll get it. They'll get it. <laughs> I have had the pleasure of when you first started. How long have you been teaching here? I forgot. Over two years. Two years? I don't think quite three, but Close. more than two. Maybe Close. two and a half. But I've had the pleasure over the years to have watched your your growth as a teacher, and I can I can see the changes in your teaching, and you know going from you know Alan's teaching, which again was more um, Alan. I've studied under Alan here. Yeah. He's a phenomenal teacher. He's he's amazing. He's an amazing yeah. teacher, but. You with studying with Mark, it it's allowed you to blossom mm. into it, it. You broaden your your spectrum of yoga. Yes, and it's been a pleasure to have watched you over the years change. Thank and you. You're welcome. And I'm, I'm. It's that relationship with self. Mark's practice with the breath allowed me to soften and yeah. to to accept things that you know that maybe I was trying to run away from or that I didn't even know were like buried in or thought you were supposed were, to do in a certain way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and it show, I mean, and I've learned things from you. I mean, I don't, I don't own in the studio. I don't get to go to a lot of places out of yeah. town and it's been, I learned from all my teachers. I learned from all my students. Right. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, we all should, we all should. <laughs> I'm, you know, I am an internal student, which excites the heck out of me. So yeah. it's just, it, Personal, on a personal note, it's been a pleasure to have watched you awesome you. and girl. Thank You're you. welcome. So other than the yoga, what else What else you got? What else do you do? Do you have a, a <laughs> another job or uh, career? <laughs> I do. I am a translator, Spanish into English translator. Um, lately, I've worked mostly with medical um, translations, in particular for Social Security. Um, social security claims and medical forms and things like that. Um, I've also worked with research papers, with college level research papers, um, translating those. So um, that um, so st some stuff really easy, some stuff a little bit more challenging, mind wise, intellect wise. Um, it's um, it's. It's kind of a very stark difference between, you know, translating. I'm sitting in front of a desk all day, very sedentary, and then yoga. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, you know, sometimes it balances a. really well, sometimes yeah. not so much. Sometimes there's one more than the other. Um, so can I give myself like a shameless plug? This is uh, this this, Go this is for still it. this is still in the possibility, but Go most for very likely happening stage. So as you know, a while back I worked to help um, do the final editing and a little bit of final translation um, on a, a book, my teacher's book, Mark Whitwell. His book is called The Promise. Mm -hmm. And somebody else translated into Spanish um, called La Promesa. And then I did the final editing and checking through that the translation was right and the concepts were there and, and all that and a little bit more of the translation. Well, um, he has a he has another book out. Okay, this might be a little bit scandalous. I just realized his next book is called God and Sex. Oh my! Um, you have to read it to understand okay. it. No judgment, <laughs> right? No judgment, <laughs> and it's not scandalous at all. Once you read it, it's not you know. Um, and so he has. When I was in Ohio with him a couple of weeks back, he asked me, "What about translating oh, this book?" Oh, how wonderful! And it scares the heck out of me because I don't normally translate from English into Spanish. I go the other way, Spanish into English. So. Um, I told him I would take a look at it, and I think it's going to be a go. My condition was I my my 
thing was, I think I can do this, but I'm only going to do a chapter or two, and then you have to have a native Spanish speaker gotcha. read this and give me feedback on this. Because if they say, yeah, this is not really so great, then 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 no. And if they say, no, this is, this is you know, then I'll, I will go ahead and translate the rest of it. So it's a maybe, but... Yeah, but you but you 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 didn't close the door. You're, you I didn't close the door. On it. I, I first closed the door on it. I slammed it right shut when Mark first asked me. I said no, no, no. I shouldn't be doing that. But then you know, a, a week or so later, um, and it was funny. Well, um, it was just two days ago. Where it was the, it was the full moon, right? Was that Sunday, Saturday? Oh, I don't know. What What's yeah, Saturday, 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 right? Saturday was the full moon, and I. I was like, I was reading the book, and I was like, you know what? I can do this. I'm just letting fear stop me. Yep. And so I emailed his assistant, Roslyn, who is in charge of you know all the books and all all his all his details and management and travel and stuff. And I said, hey, Roslyn, I said, you know what? I said, I think I can do this. I'm I'm going to give this a go. But here's my condition that you know a native speaker has to has to um, sign off on it after the first or second you know couple chapters. And she wrote me back, and she says. She says, wow. And oh, and I said, let's blame it on the full moon energy that I'm getting crazy and thinking I can do this. And she emails me and she says, wow, crazy full moon. Because she was in Fiji. They were in Fiji on a retreat. And she says, there's a couple here from Spain, from Madrid. And the guy is um, is a lawyer. and he, um, But he speaks English very well. And they had been talking. Mark had asked him if he would be interested in translating the book. And he said, no, no, no. He says, like, I can't. I can't translate a full book. That's not, you know, that's not, that's not my, not my profession. He says, but if you find someone who will translate it, I'll be more than happy to proofread it. For I just you. got shivers. Yeah. So if that was already in place before I decided, hey, let's do this, but with this condition that someone, you know, a native speaker. So she was like, we're doing this. You see so, how they earn yeah. you, when you, the yeah. universe helps line us yeah. up for us as crazy. long as we're open. We have to open those doors. Absolutely. Well, and normally I shut them. <laughs> Well, congratulations to you. <laughs> Thank you. We'll see how it pans out. <laughs> um, I know I, you've, you're always recommending books to me and stuff. Do you ever get a chance to read a non-yoga book? <laughs> yes, I'm reading one right now, oh. actually. When I read novels, they're in Spanish, though, because just to keep up the language Interesting. For, for me. Um, yeah. Um, so I have I have a book. It's, it's loosely translated. The title is the uh, the children um, of the goddess hurricane, and it's set in Cuba. And it's a little bit of history of Cuba and um, the beliefs of the indigenous people regarding wow. gods and goddesses. And it's very interesting. It's a little bit of a mystery too. It's okay, kind but of a little it, but bit it's of fiction. Everything. It's fiction. fiction. Yeah, okay. it's fiction. Boy, when you yeah. when you read fiction, you read <laughs> you read fiction. Good for you. Still want to learn stuff, you know. <laughs> What other hobbies, interests, whatever else? I know you. I know you like to do stuff with the boys. You like to hang out with them and do stuff with yeah. them. Anything else? Gosh, lately, well, I mean, they're all over the place lately, so I haven't had a lot of, of hang time with the boys. Um, honestly, we're in a period where my husband and I are trying are um, hanging out a little bit more now. We don't have. We don't need to be so hands on with the kids. You know, they're kind of doing their own things. So. Um, so we are um, kind of exploring our interests a little bit more. I um, I'm a language nerd. I'm learning Italian. Really? Right now. Are you? <laughs> I'm learning Portuguese as well. Oh, you didn't tell me that. I, I knew about <laughs> That's the Italian. That's relatively new. But I mean, they're all Romance language languages, so they all kind of blend in together and. I went on an Italian website the other day and ordered two novels in Italian, and I was like so pleased with myself that I could navigate this website um, in Italian. 
I don't know. We'll see what books show up. I don't know if I ordered the correct books or not. But um, but language learning, my um, you know, and um, my husband's into he's back into drawing and photography. Those have been his passions all along, and we're just we're making a, a bigger effort to um, to uh, not really date nights, but just connect. to uh, yeah to reconnect. Yeah. It's you know kids all have kids yeah. have a way of watching so, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and we kind of looked at each other. And we're like the kids are going to be gone soon. What? What do we do with this? What do we do with us? Reacquaint. So yeah, absolutely. Good for you so, guys. Yeah, it's Excellent. going good. <laughs> Excellent. You know, I've, I've, I, I too speak um, two languages, and I've said this before. <laughs> I speak English and I speak profanity. Yes. So I know. speak that one too. I'm yeah, pretty fluent so. in that one too. <laughs> um, what inspires you off the mat, or, I mean, nature? Yeah. Um, you know, I everything's so connected to yoga for me, really, even even off the mat. I mean, it just becomes an, an off the mat thing, really. Um, okay. Um, my teachers inspire me. Mark inspires me. Um, the teachers who I come and take classes with, with you, I know I don't get here very often because I'm usually translating, but, um, you know, any teachers that I go, there's always something to learn. I mean, even if you go to a teacher that you don't necessarily like, sometimes that happens, you know, um, there's lessons to be taken away sure. with that. But Mark inspires me so much, which is why I go and, you know, I don't need really to learn anything more from him, but to go and connect with him and the Heart of Yoga community, teaching community. There's always a whole a bunch of other teachers there as well. And so we just kind of connect. Um, and talk about our struggles and our triumphs and, and all that. It's, 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 it's the sangha. It's the community. community. And just the, you know, and we can all learn from each other. Um, I, um, nature, yes. Um, I, I struggle with nature here in Michigan. Honestly, I need to get out more here. When I go to California or when I go somewhere else, I'm all about nature and, you know, walking and outside and just enjoying the natural world and the beauty. Here it's so easy to like stay holed up at home and on the computer or, well, we or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Michiganders cocoon. Yeah, with yes. and the changes in the weather. Um, yoga. You know, my own practice of yoga has changed so much. When I first started teaching, I was always um, I didn't practice much myself. Um, when I connected with Mark, he one of the rules that he has, he says to you know. Uh, see if I can remember. There's three things. To be a good teacher, you must... I'm not going to remember all three. I know two. You, um... Oh, to be a good teacher, you must have a good teacher yourself. Okay. You know, whether that's live, in person, or, you know, maybe someone on the internet, someone that inspires you that way. Um, you must have love and compassion for others. Mm -hmm. He's, and you must practice yourself. It's essential for you to have that experiential practice of everything that you're giving to your students. So in that sense, my practice has like really amped itself up because even if it's just 10 minutes a day, I'm moving and I'm breathing. Exactly. Or, you know, just because, because otherwise I, if I come in here and I ask someone to do something and I don't know what it feels like in my own body to do that particular pose or, or whatever it is that I'm offering. How can I ask someone else to do it and like know what I'm talking about, you know? Uh, when um, my teacher trainees, when I do teacher training, and one thing I, at the end of the, the, the course, the one thing I tell them is 
don't stop your own personal yeah. practice. And that's the first and thing. It's very easy to do that. And it's too. very easy to do yeah. because they get into the they get into the mindset was, oh my gosh, I'm teaching or I'm yeah. teaching, I'm teaching a hundred classes a week and yeah. well what's when was the last time you meditated? You know, blank stare. <laughs> when was right. the last time you did any type of asana? Blank right, stare. Right. And then they're why they wonder why I'm tired, I'm cranky, yeah. I'm 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 snapping at people yeah. because you dropped your personal yeah. you dropped what the love of the yoga that Absolutely. That you, it changes the nature change of your it. life. Yeah. Yeah. It's not enough to just move through the sequence that you're going to teach quickly. You have to like set all of that aside. Correct. And and have your own practice. Well, like I said, whether it's just ten minutes a day, sometimes that's enough, you know, just to put you in that headspace again. What would you what would you tell someone who wants to try yoga but is hesitant to try it for whatever the physical reasons, you know, mm. uh, I'm afraid people will laugh at me. My body doesn't do this. You know, I don't yeah. look good in those Lululemon pants. What would you tell, <laughs> from your heart, what would you tell someone of why, um, why, how yoga changed yeah. your life? Forget about the Lululemon pants, first of all. Yes, um, ma'am. If, if you look at me, I'm wearing, I think, hiking, like fabric type pants right now. It's funny because myself and another Heart of Yoga teacher, um, we long time ago and it's we're not kind of we're not really doing it anymore well i don't know here and there we set ourselves a, a goal a challenge like teach a yoga class in regular street clothes mm -hmm. in regular street clothes that you can move in because there's no yoga uniform there's right. no one way you have to look to come into a yoga class if you're in comfortable clothes that you can move in you can do your yoga if you can breathe <laughs> you can do your yoga yoga is for every body um no matter our limitations um, now that said, if, if there's someone who has a lot of limitations, maybe have a private class first just to, you know, to get the basics, to, um, to get the breath, to get the basics, and to be given um, alternatives to poses that they'll see in class, how they can adjust for their particular needs, for their particular bodies. Um, ideally, in a yoga class, um, the, teacher is, the teacher has a, a plan, but they kind of take a look at the room and feel the energy and the abilities and kind of do an, a quick assessment of the abilities of the students and tailor that class to those people in, in front right. of them so that everybody is included and everybody can make adjustments for their own. That's a good point because I don't think there's a class, I know this is a broad statement, but I don't think there's a class I haven't taught that I haven't modified, adjusted, right. or dropped out a whole sequence because I knew it wasn't going to work. Because it might work. be too strong for it was, someone or and, not and, enough for other. And yeah. this is how we work at Santosha. I know stu every studio is different, but this is how we work it at Santosha. We really do, we really do pay attention to students. Yes. And we really do, even though there may be, it's not a one-on-one -on -one private. We want to give the student that intention that we you yeah. make a difference to us as yeah as much as much as we can um i remember someone telling me i think it was probably mark that you know teaching a yoga class um to a group of students is always a compromise situation because mm -hmm. everybody's coming in with so many different abilities um different injuries or whatever so um you know it's it's a it's a tough job yeah. to kind of look around and take that assessment of okay this person that's not working for them or this person needs something a little bit stronger and um you know you have to kind of meet in the middle right. when you're in when you're in a big group so that's why i say like if you're new to yoga or if you have like a, issues or concerns a one-on-one -on -one or a private or semi-private it's probably best to start out with um but um 
it can, you know, any class can be adapted to, to, to suit everybody. And, um, and you have to remember that it's not just the physical poses to adapted to suit everybody. The, the breath work, the right. breath work builds that heat and that energy through the body as well. So, you know, if someone's not able to do a certain pose, maybe just in a seat and working the breath a little bit um, more strongly is, is enough for some people. So it's, um, it's a challenge. I, I had a <laughs> student, we tell students all the time at Santosha, we tell them all the time, you know, if there's, hey, if you need to come in child's pose, come right. in child's pose. And I had a student a couple weeks ago came up to me and said, you know what, I'm off. I said, anything wrong? No. He goes, I'm just off. I mm. might be in child. He was in child's pose maybe 45 minutes of the class. Wow. Yeah. And you know what? And that's rare. People to, don't want to do that, even when they need it. <laughs> to me, that's an advanced student. Absolutely. That is yeah. an advanced student because he honored his body. He was That's an enlightened yogi. <laughs> Bingo. And I said, yeah, go for it. I said, I appreciate the heads up because otherwise I would have come over and see what you're doing. And that's yeah. what students don't understand. Just to understand. make sure they're all right. Yeah. yeah. If, if, you, if there's something you can't do, whether you're a new student, whether you're an advanced student, don't do it. Right. Take a break. Right. Take right. a break. So. If you're ever in a class where a teacher comes over and chastises you for, for taking a break, Get out of that class. You know, don't and ever if, go back to that class. If it's here, you need to let me know. <laughs> oh, yeah. You need to uh, let me know. I don't think it'll ever happen. <laughs> um, all right. What's the best advice you've ever been given? Hmm. Um, wow. I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, can it be advice I gave myself? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because if we can't listen to ourselves. Um, yeah. I'm working. Okay. I'll, well, I'll do this. I don't know so, so much advice, but it's, it's kind of what I'm working with this month. Um, there's kind of two different, I don't want to call them mantras, but just little. Well, one thing is something that I heard someone else say. They said, spaciousness creates efficiency. And I thought, and it, and it just like, it, it stuck with me and I didn't quite understand it. And then I realized um, in connection with my practice and my breath, when we're breathing and we're really allowing that inhale and exhale, we're creating spaciousness and openness in the body. And then that allows us to then move into the rest of our life with efficiency, with that, with that state of mind and that calmness, and to move through and then, you know, do what we need to do, participate in, in our lives um, without the mind being clouded or, you know, and, and wasting time doing this or that with the mind scattered in a million different ways. Mm -hmm. So spaciousness creates efficiency. And then um, when I was thinking about, um, you know, kind of my next step forward in terms of like helping with the translation of this book or not, and just in, in other areas of my life and where I want to see my, my teaching going um, or my translation business going, um, I came up with, I just, it, was, it, just, it just came to me. <laughs> um, I have it on a post-it note on my desk at, at home as, as all things. See if I can remember. Um, it's just like a little reminder to myself. It says, you, you are greater than you are allowing yourself to acknowledge. Bingo. You are greater than you are allowing yourself to acknowledge. In other words, there's always that fear, right? Mm -hmm. There's always that fear, that what if or, you know, whatever, that, that hesitancy that holds us back. And that is something that I need to work on myself and to, to moving through that um, with you know, especially lately, I've just been full of all kinds of self-doubt. And, and um, so don't hide your light under the basket. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. Didn't, didn't. Same, same idea. I didn't make right? that up. Same idea. All right. Uh, one more question and then we're going to have some fun. Uh, what, um, what's, where's the most interesting place that you've ever been to? 
For mm-hmm. yoga or just, 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 in, just general, in general? Just in general. I mean, you've been all over, but. Huh. Been to Ireland. You've been, been to Ireland, yeah. yeah. Um, wow. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't. Top two. Top two? Yeah. What first popped in your head when I asked you the question? California. Okay. You know, California used to be of no interest to me whatsoever. And in the last two years, two or three years, I think I've been there like six times. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it held no interest for me. So I was like, ah, oh, there's other places I want to go to. Ojai in particular. And people and Ojai is about an hour and a half outside of Los Angeles. And people hate Los Angeles. So I was like, oh, it's, I love Los, Los Angeles um, and New York. The, like the frantic pace of it and I couldn't be there very long right okay. I'm not sure that I could live there but okay. um um yeah Los Angeles and Ojai in particular it's it's just it's kind of um they call it Ojai this the place where the stars go to like unwind and I guess a lot of famous people have homes out there that is I've never seen oh, any you know what but, you said um, stars I'm thinking oh no no movie stars I'm movie stars movie celestial. actors actors oh, oh no. my god oh no but the, but the celestial stars are amazing because you don't have the hipster cafe that was one of the most interesting places it's called beacon coffee company in Ohio, california you walk in there and all eyes turn on you to see they're checking you out to see if you're somebody oh to see if you're somebody from hollywood oh got it yeah got it absolutely and we did actually come run into an actor there um he's younger some people may know him so many names lucas hedges Mm-mm. He's a very young actor. He's probably in late twenties. And there you are, name and, dropping um, again. Well, yeah, there we go. Well, <laughs> I've seen a bunch of his movies because my son is a, is a movie buff. But he walked into the coffee place and um, you know with the baseball cap on it, and I was fairly certain it was him. I wanted to sneak a picture. My older son forbid me to do it, but he got up and he like kind of glanced at me. He's like, oh yeah, that's him. So that was like a little thrill. But um, but no, but the thing that got me was walking around in Ohio, and in particular this coffee shop. It was maybe like script writers or people, you know, known people hung out there. I don't know but it was just like the glances and like oh are you somebody kind of kind of thing and it was just it went out in a weird way like I never felt uncomfortable but it was just it was that energy that was there was like wow that's okay <laughs> never been checked out like that before but thanks you know um yeah California California okay. um and um, last year I went and I traveled on my own in Mexico. I, I remember went to, that. I went to Mexico City and that was that was terrifying because it was the first time that I had really traveled on my own in like 20 some plus years. Um, and it was hard and it was amazing and it was lonely at times and it was beautiful at times. And um, yeah, and so I Your will always... retreat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Mexico, that's, that's a place that I definitely want to go back to. Okay. Um, like off the beaten track, Mexico, because I've been touristy Mexico, Playa del Carmen, and that was just, yeah. <laughs> All right, now we're going to have some fun. Mm-hmm. We're going to ask, I'm going to ask you some questions. There would you, there would you rather questions. <laughs> okay. Don't overthink it. <laughs> Don't get into your head. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Would you rather have x-ray vision or magnified hearing? X-ray vision. Why? Um, because I th- my sense of hearing is is very kind of acute already, and um, my eyes are my eyes are um, weaker than my hearing. Okay. <laughs> 
Would you rather be able to breathe underwater or fly through the air? Breathe underwater. Why? Because I'm a water baby. Okay. Yeah. It's my right. fire sign needs water. <laughs> this one I like. Would you rather go into the past and meet your ancestors or go into the future and meet your great, great grandchildren? Um, the past. Why? Why? <laughs> well, to me, that was a no-brainer. I chose the past, Did too. Did you choose the I past? I chose the past. It was a no-brainer. Um, the past, because it's it's already happened. The future's not guaranteed. Um, I, I just, I, yeah, the past. Maybe you could go back and heal some ancestral trauma or right. something. And, or yeah. understand where you came yeah, from or why. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. Uh, this one, I already think I know the answer with you. Would you rather be too busy or too bored? I don't know. Oh. You know the answer? Tell me. I thought <laughs> I thought you would rather be too busy than bored. Um, I would rather be too busy than bored. I mean, I take downtime. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm not easily bored. Like, I'll always find something to do. Well, you know? there you go. Yeah. There's okay. your, there's your right. answer. <laughs> See, I was right. You were right. I were right. You know me better than myself. Nah, not really. <laughs>